Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, the Lakers have officially announced a couple of additions to the coaching staff and as well as the overhaul of the training staff. And then we got a bit of a rumor regarding Anthony Davis and LeBron James sliding down positions respectively. LeBron to the four, Anthony Davis to the five. Uh, and my thoughts on that are tricky. So let's get to them. We'll start with the actual news right now, seeing as that is something we can tangibly report on. And it's that the Lakers officially announced the additions to the Frank Vogel staff. Obviously, we already knew about David Fisdale. And then John Lucas III was added later on. Uh, Fisdale is going to be a welcome addition, former head coach, close with LeBron, yada, yada, yada. John Lucas III is an interesting one because of of his background. But uh, look, the, the Lakers are, are adding him kind of to the back end of their staff. And with guys like that, it's just where they fit in and what they get to add to get to add to the peripheries of the coaching staff. So we'll see how those things work out. The interesting stuff here was that they hired uh, Roger Sancho as the head athletic trainer and named Ed Street as the head strength and conditioning coach. I'm reading here from the press release. Uh, Sancho most recently spent seven seasons with the Golden State Warriors, including the past five seasons as an assistant athletic trainer. Sancho began his time with the Warriors during the 2014-15 season as the head athletic trainer for the Santa Cruz Warriors. The Sulphur Springs, Texas native earned his bachelor's degree in in athletic training from the University of Texas at Arlington in 2012 and his master's degree from Baylor in 2014. Now regarding Street... Uh, Street was named to his new role after serving as an assistant strength and conditioning coach for the team since the 2019-20 season. Prior to joining Los Angeles, Street spent the 2018-19 seasons uh, season as the head strength and conditioning coach for Dayton's men's basketball team and served in the same role during the 2017-2018 season at the University of Connecticut. Street also spent three and a half years with the Chicago Bulls on their strength and conditioning staff. Uh, so Sancho is in, Sancho is, is interesting here uh, because of his his background with the Golden State Warriors. Obviously, they've run into some injuries, but look, I would be talking directly out of my derriere if I said that I knew the connection between trainers and injury history. Uh, so and 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 look, the Golden State Warriors team uh, has had some real success stories like Seth, Steph Curry himself. Uh, if you don't count the last couple seasons, uh, Steph Curry was supposedly heading towards a kind of disappointing career, uh, because of, uh, ankle injuries and foot injuries and stuff like that. They turned that around and then, and then we'll see how, uh, we saw how Clay Thompson looked before again, a couple kind of fluky plays. So, uh, overall, I think the Golden State Warriors have been a very healthy organization, and getting somebody from that group to come over and and see what he can do with the Lakers is is certainly exciting. And then with Street, it's an in-house promotion, so I don't think much changes there, uh, other than um, Gunner is is now gone. Now, in regards to the other story that I, I promised you guys, Anthony Davis potentially playing the five, LeBron James playing the four, 
Jake Fisher and, and uh, Harrison were doing a pod, a live pod together. And uh, Jake Fisher of Bleacher Report reported that uh, Rich Paul was telling other agents at the Chicago Combine LeBron and AD were sliding down to the four and the five. So I, before we get into the, the minutia of, of what this would even look like, I do think there a couple things need to be pointed out right from the get-go. One, agents lie. <laughs> right? Like they, Agents are going to do whatever they have to, say whatever they have to, to put their uh, clients in better positions. And now sometimes that does mean working with other agents, telling them what the Lakers are going to look like would certainly help. And those kinds of favors do wind up being uh, reciprocated, I would imagine. But I, I do think in general, when it comes to Rich Paul talking about LeBron and Anthony Davis, I, I, I think a grain, of salt, a, a, a grain of salt should be applied. The other thing that I think needs to be kept in mind as well is DeAndre Jordan came to the Lakers and spoke a lot. Like he, every other word was about how he couldn't wait to compete with the Lakers. And I took compete to be a, a sub-in for play. He wanted to play. With the Brooklyn Nets, he knew he probably wasn't going to get the opportunity to play. They have LaMarcus Aldridge if they want a tall, stiff center who can't really defend. They have Blake Griffin if they want to go small. And they have Claxton if they want somebody a little bit more athletic in there. Uh, on the Lakers... He saw Dwight Howard, who is a, a relatively very similar center in terms of playing style. And he saw Anthony Davis, who doesn't really want to play center. So I, the, the fact that he would talk about competing with the Lakers and then come to the Lakers only to have Anthony Davis play more minutes at the center and thus limit the role that DeAndre Jordan is going to play on this team is a, a, a little tough to to try to figure out and balance all of those things. Not saying that this isn't true. Not saying that Jake has bad information. I'm just I'm just trying to put together everything that we know about the situation as it stands right now. Now, look, part of fandom is offseason optimism. The the further you get away from the actual moves that a team makes, even if you didn't like them, it's very easy to wind up talking yourselves into the way that you think things could go and could work out. And and sure, I totally understand why people would want to be optimistic about Anthony Davis playing the five. It makes the Lakers better. It makes him better. It makes the Lakers better to more fun to watch. It makes Anthony Davis more fun to watch. Uh, there's there's all sorts of reasons why I totally understand why people might want to be optimistic about him playing, frankly, the position that he should be playing. That said, all I can do is work off of the information that we have in front of us. Two seasons ago, Anthony Davis played 40% of his minutes at center. Uh, that was a little low for my liking. And then a season after that, granted, partially because of injuries and partially because of the circumstances under which the Lakers played uh, the, the, the season after winning a championship, he played like 10 or 12% of his minutes at center. And over the course of his career, he's been at or around 50-ish percent of his minutes at center. Maybe that's where he winds up. Maybe he does have a slight uptick in minutes at center than he had uh, a couple seasons ago when he played 40%. Maybe that jumps up to 50, 55 I would personally like to see it closer to 60. 
Um, but we also know that he's not comfortable doing that on a night in night out basis. And we also know on top of that, that the Lakers aren't going to want to do anything that makes Anthony Davis feel uncomfortable over the course of the regular season. So while I might think, and while anybody else might have their take, and this is a, this is a topic that is almost impossible to, to, to not have a take about, but if Anthony Davis plays 40-ish to 50-ish minutes, uh, 50-ish percent of his minutes at center, then DeAndre Jordan winds up getting the minutes that I think he kind of anticipates heading into the season. Uh, sure, the Lakers' spacing goes to crap, but they have never really seemed to care all that much about spacing. And and Anthony Davis winds up playing something, a role that he's more comfortable with. LeBron James also, by the way, doesn't get talked about as much here because uh, because of how how it lightning uh, the, the the kind of lightning rod that Anthony Davis is as a center versus a a power forward. But LeBron James is probably also better at at uh, a position down, and we'll see what it looks like in terms of minutes that he plays there. But he's also been reluctant to go and play as a power forward. Anthony Davis doesn't want to be seen as a center for whatever reason. LeBron James wants to be seen as a small forward. And, and you know, one guy has had more success than the other guy at their preferred position. But regardless, this is where we find ourselves. So while these reports are probably going to come and we have roughly a couple weeks before the Lakers' first preseason game to actually see what the team actually looks like, uh, I, I do, I would kind of temper expectations for Lakers fans when it comes to Anthony Davis playing center. All right, that's going to do it here for the Lakers Lowdown Podcast. I do want to direct you guys into uh, the Silver Screen and Roll sphere for some good content. Uh, Jacob Rude wrote up a really good article about what the Lakers did to Russell Westbrook to limit him in that Houston series when they basically completely ignored and negated him uh, and, and what the Lakers might be able to do to counter some other teams taking those steps to limit Russell Westbrook. Uh, and then Christian Rivas wrote an article, a fun article. Look, Marvel What If has been fantastic to this point. He wrote his own What If article, and it's about and and he simulated a Lakers season under the premise of them trading for Buddy Heald, not trading for Russell Westbrook. So you could see how that turned out, as well as uh, a, a really fun podcast with Sabrina Merchant and myself. I love basketball. We previewed Trevor Ariza's season uh, and, and and looked back on how fun it was when he was a Laker the first time around. And then in the second half of that conversation, we compared Lakers, players, coaches, executives, owners, uh, to characters from HBO's Succession. So check out all of that stuff, whether it's on SilverScreenRoll.com, the Silver Screen Roll podcast feed. Make sure you guys are subscribed here to get that stuff automatically. Uh, and until tomorrow, I'm Anthony Irwin saying have a good one.